Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, do you got team updates for us? Well, no, uh, nothing, nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Um, guys are, are grinding. Leadership, leadership team, leadership council is meeting once a week, which is good. We've got some good ideas and trying to find a way to gel. Obviously, coaching staff with the players a little bit better. Um, team has been uh, working through some, I guess you can call it mat drills or winter conditioning, which is which is always good. Puts a little stress on the on the brain and the body. And then they're working right up to spring break, you know. So I know guys are going to be excited to get away. I mean, we we grinded these guys for a good six weeks, and you know, it was good to get away for a week and then come back with a, a week for, to prep for spring practice, and then we're right, ready to roll. Do uh, I know you were talking about you're not allowed to directly communicate with them about stuff that they're supposed to be working on. But as you're approaching spring practice, can you initiate a, a workout kind of thing they're supposed to do to kind of get ready? Well, our strength and conditioning coach handles all that. We've been fortunate to have okay. Coach uh, Hartman for the last 21 years, and he had, he had an assistant, um, Macy Klein, who did a great. She did a an outstanding job, and so his his staff did a great job of um, getting our guys ready to roll. So. Fantastic. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week. We'll start with Marcus, who says, "Is changing the position of a player?" Uh, always a matter of sheer numbers, like you have too many quarterbacks, so you move a guy to wide receiver, or do you make changes that might necessitate it based upon their skill set? Mm, excellent, excellent question. Um, well, number one, it's always about the program first. Okay, you're going to change a kid. If you're going to change a young man's position, you, know, you got to have a conversation with them, and it's got to be, hey, this is best for the program, and then secondly, it's got to be best for you. You know, we've had situations where, <clears throat> hey, man. And, and, and the skill set they can do, you know. We've had situations where it's like, hey, if you go over here, you're going to be, you know, in two, two in a depth chart, that helps the team. Some guys are all about it. We've had a situation before where some guys see themselves in a certain position and didn't want to move, you know, and, and we got to respect that as well. You know, I was a high school quarterback my senior year. <clears throat> I got to Illinois State as a receiver. We switched our defense to a 4-4 where you needed more athletic corners because it's going to be on an island, and I had to go over there and, and move, I had to move and play DD. You know, so I mean, and that was that. Coach Barry felt like that was what was best for the for the team. Man. So, just it just all depends on you know a lot of different things. But yeah, position position moves do are, are a thing. So, next we have two questions for you from Lionel. The first is during spring practice each year, do you do the same types of things with players, or do you change it up on a regular basis? Uh, it's all about where your program is. You know, sometimes the focus of spring practice can be about setting the depth chart and competition. You know, depending on how old your team is, you know, it can be about, you know, just getting back to the fundamentals. So it'll be a little bit of a mix for us this year. Um, as far as last spring, we were more so just trying to get our defense and offense set with the new offensive coordinator last year. And, you know, some, you know, the way we were set up on defense, you know, me having my hands a little bit more on defense. So this year it'll be a little different. It'll be, it'll be you know, trying to get more so like where we where we set the depth chart at. And a, lot of comp- a little bit more competition this spring. So. He'd also like to know, what is generally the attitude of players during spring practice? Are they happy to be back on the field or a little less unenthusiastic than you would like? No, man, those guys are juiced up. I mean, you got to remember they haven't had pads on in a football setting since November 13th, November 12th. So, I mean, that's, you know, December, you know, let's see, December, January, March, April. Yeah, that's a good five months, man. So, no, the, the juices will be flowing. You know, we know we're not going to, we know we're going to win the spring game. You know, we'll, we'll win. <laughs> we're going to win in the spring. I mean, it's not a situation where each week, you know, you got a, a heartbreaking loss or an emotional win. So we'll win in the spring, and we'll get these guys better. So. 
we have three for you from Ike. The first is, are there areas in the country where you do not recruit really at all? Hmm. No, I mean, if it's, it's actually um, Mr. Verdugo, our AD, was just talking about, you know, having an open mind with recruiting with the 2024 class. Um, now, man, if there's a, a pocket of kids that it sits, if it sits academically, socially, and geographically, man, we, we're going to recruit them, man. So, no, there's now we don't have a kid on our team from Alaska, but we've talked to a kid from Alaska. You know, we've got a kid on the hook from um, Canada right now. You know, if we can get him from Toronto, that would be good. So, yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll go anywhere, man. You know, I'm starting to put a little bit more thought into New Mexico, maybe. You know, because there's no Division threes down there, but we've got Utah, my, uh, Idaho, all that stuff. So no, no places off, off limits. He'd also like to know, do you think that there are some areas in the country where you would have a decided advantage in recruiting because not many coaches look to that area or do not really cover it that well? Um, no, man. It's the way that college football and, and, and higher, edu and higher um, education is going, man, like, you got to recruit everywhere. You know, you have to because, you know, it's not that you're running out of kids, but, you know, parents are being a little bit more logical. You know, some parents don't want to pay as much money. So you got to, you know, for colleges, for private institutions, which is what the whole MIAC is. So you got to be very, very, very um, intentional and thinking outside the box as far as where we go. And so, yeah, no places off limits. He'd also like to know, are you one to reach for a guy who could play Division Two or maybe even Division One football, or do you focus on guys you know that will be at the Division Three level? No, that's a good question too. Early on, you definitely you're trying to get the best players, man. So you know, a step up is Division Two. So there, and when we set our board early in the spring, or excuse me, early in the 2024 recruiting class, there'll be some cal Division Two caliber guys on there, maybe even some, some FCS caliber guys on there too. So yeah, no, that's a good question. Uh, it's amazing. You're already kind of focused on 24 now, aren't you? I mean, it's, it's just the way of the world. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jonathan would like to know, he says, Coach, I know you have been asked a few times about whether the Pipers are going to be able to compete in the Mayak in football, but I'm curious what you think about Hamlin being able to compete in other sports as well. It's such a high academic standards required at the university, and the conference is so good. Is it possible that Hamlin could be dominant in any sport in this conference? Uh, I definitely, I definitely feel like that. I've been here and I've seen hot women's hockey, um, you know, do a great job. I've seen when I first got here, I saw men's hockey was doing a great job. So it's just pockets in time. Uh, we got to think outside the box um, as a whole school university. Um, but yeah, you can be dominant. You know, football's a little bit different. Um, again, this is you know going into my tenth year being here, seventh year as a head coach. I look up the road at Coach Johnson at Bethel, man. They've been there thirty years, man. That's just the that's a, that's just a machine. Same like St. John's, it's a machine. Coach Foshing has been there. Um, he played there and was an assistant coach there forever, and then he's been the head coach right about as long as I've been here, 10 years maybe. So it just takes time. Coach Haugen down at Gus Davis has been there as, as a head coach, man, I think going on anywhere from 15 to 20 years. So it just takes time. And that's unfortunately sometimes, you know, we don't, we don't, we, we don't always get that. But I've, I, I got a fair deal, man. I mean, I'm so fortunate with the administration allowing me to, try to get this thing right. So, Next, let's jump into the NFL. We'll start with Craig, who says, that NFC South is so weak, do you think that Derek Carr joining the Saints makes them the presumptive favorites? It's tough. It's, I really believe that's too, way too early to tell, man. you got to see how the team comes together, the draft, who else ends up in the NFC South. So it's way early now. They, it's safe to say you know, they have a quarterback, you know, I mean, he's a proven guy. Now, I don't know if he has a winning record in the NFL, but 
the guy can play. You know, he's he's a leader. So that's a good thing. But to say that they're the front runners, I mean, I don't. I think that's pretty. <laughs> that might be jump putting the that might be putting the uh, the carriage in front of the horse. Jordy would like to know who is an NFL team that you don't necessarily root for, but that you would like to see have a better opportunity in the future than where they've been in recent history. Mm, that you don't necessarily root for. Um, gosh, I mean, I think everybody knows that listens how I feel about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. So I'd say I'd say I'd say Steelers. You know, you always want to see them do good because of because of Mike Tomlin and his leadership. So I'd say. Yeah, I'd say the Steelers. Leslie would like to know, what do you think is the most important position on defense, and does it matter depending on the type of defense you run? Mm. Oh, boy. I can can go a bunch of different ways. Um, You know, I think it always starts up front. You know, if you're playing an odd front defense of three, four, three down linemen, four linebackers, I think that guy that's right over the the nose is most important. Um. I could argue that if you're playing a 4-3 defense and a 4-down, four 4-D four four linemen, three linebackers, that middle linebacker, like where Ray Lewis played, is, is most important. And I can also argue that, you know, keeping it with the Baltimore Ravens, they had a guy by the name of Ed Reed and uh, Ronnie Lockman back with the San Francisco 49ers, man. They had some – and Troy Palomalo with the Steelers. Like, that safety position, uh, those guys changed it, man. And that was a very, very, very uh, important position. So – it all starts up in the, in, the, in the middle. You know, I think in the middle is super important. It's your D-line, the inside guy in D-line, the inside backer, and then obviously your, your, your safety. So. Our good buddy Andre Return says, Coach, NBA season is winding down. We're almost to the playoffs and Major League Baseball about to begin. So give us your thoughts on the 76ers come playoff time and what do you look for out of the Phillies this year? Well, uh, well actually, Dre, um, good to hear from you. Uh, Rob and I were just talking about um, what I was getting into. Man, the Sixers are here tonight, actually, to play the T-Wolves. So I'm excited to hopefully get the Sixers to get a big win. Um, but, yeah, man, we just need to stack it one day, at a, one game at a time with Harden and Tobias and Embiid and, and Maxi. Those guys need to play well. You know, they, they, they need to start playing well and gelling. Getting that win against the Bucks the other night was huge, 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 huge. So haven't really had a lot of time to check out what the Phillies have been doing, but I know you know, that's coming up, man, and I'll be following the Phillies all, all spring and through the summer. Ryan says, Coach, have you been watching any hockey this season, and what do you think of the trades Minnesota Wild made recently? Mm. You know what? I, I, I'd be lying if I said I've been following a lot of hockey. I have not. Um, I did hear a little bit of buzz, obviously, being in Twin Cities. I know the Wild played tonight, too. Um, so that will be interesting to kind of follow. You know, hopefully, and I'm not sure where the Wild are at or where the Flyers are at, but those are the two teams you know, I know if they're in the playoffs, I'll, I'll definitely follow slash watch. Calvin says, I know you're a golf fan, Coach, so is there a golfer that you try to pattern your own game after? Hmm. Wow, man. I, uh, um, I wouldn't say pattern. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so bad that, that, that you know, it, it, it can't even, I couldn't even try to say, hey, you know, I, I, Rory is really good or Tiger Woods is a guy I pattern after or I can't. I just, I just like playing the game and competing. And just trying to get better. But, I mean, I like following the, I follow the tour. I mean, I'll have golf on on a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. Yeah. I like that honesty, Coach. Uh, Calvin would also like to know, do you hit the links during the winter? Uh, very rarely. You know, I found an in, a indoor hitting spot, and I only, only did it once this year. If I have another good experience um, this spring slash summer, 
which I'm hoping to play twice a week like like I did last year, then I'm pretty sure to, to keep that going, I'd, I'd, I'd want to be swinging uh, more next winter. Maggie would like to know, is there a time in the year where you have simply decided that you've had enough snow and it's time for sun and warmth? Uh, yeah, usually in February. <laughs> so, um, man, it's getting to the point now where it's like, all right, man, we got to get, get this. I'm looking at the football field right now. Man, we got to get this thing. Gotta get this thing back to turf and, and hot days. And what's our words of wisdom for this week, Coach? Words of wisdom this week. Oh, man, I think this one is important. Um, and, again, I don't know. I might have I might have said it in the past before, but I just this one resonated with me today, man. Your, your past will follow you, you know. So what you, what you do now, man, it definitely will follow you. So got to do the right things. Excellent. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks for listening.